Welcome to Authentically Me. This is your host, Megan Signs. My purpose is to bring you real, raw, and honest conversations to help uncover the vulnerability in all of you. New episodes every Monday, so leave the judgment at the door because it's time to get authentic. Welcome back. If you've ever had to leave a relationship with someone you love, but know it's not your person or they aren't willing to put in the work, then this episode is for you. I loved someone and really cared about someone. So much so that we got married, but over time I began to realize that I was in love with the idea of the potential of them and not who they actually were. And that is so hard. I don't care what anyone says. There's nothing more heartbreaking than falling in love with the idea of someone or the possibility of where something could go and then slowly watching it fall apart in front of your eyes and not being able to do anything about it. Knowing that I was the one who made my ex-partner special, I fell in love with the idea that I created in my mind. That is hard. It's really difficult to stay in a relationship with somebody who's not willing to do the inner work necessary to grow with you as a partner. I am someone who grows rapidly. I grow every day. I am a born activist, dreamer, and entrepreneur. I constantly make myself uncomfortable so that I can grow. I'm constantly reflecting and I know that not everyone likes to get uncomfortable. In fact, most people don't. I know I said not willing earlier, but not willing isn't even the word because a lot of people say they're willing, but they just might not be able to, and here's why. If someone hasn't done inner child work or shadow work, then they aren't aware of how they're showing up in the relationship. And if someone has a lot of other work that they need to do first, and they aren't really doing that work to heal their trauma then they're just putting a band-aid on those issues with the relationship. But the problem is it's not going to the root cause of the trauma to help the relationship. It's hard when you know that somebody cares so much about you and wants that future with you, but you also know that that's not the future you want because you have certain standards for yourself and for your relationship that they're not capable of meeting where they're at. So I truly believe that we loved each other and cared about each other so much, but my partner wasn't ready to put in that work that needed to be done, or rather they didn't have the actual resources to do that. So after a while, I felt like I was just wasting my time. And don't get me wrong, I definitely played a role in our marriage ending as well. We both did, and I think that's what most people don't realize. Although one person might have initiated it, and although one person may have hurt the other person, you are both still part of the reason the relationship is falling apart. As soon as your partner is down, then there is a sinking hole in your ship, and your whole life is on the line. The whole life of your relationship is on the line. And I think if people viewed relationships this seriously, then they would put in the work and they would be uncomfortable and they would realize, hey, but it's okay. Things happen for a reason. 
contrary to how society views falling in love with the idea of someone and how painful it truly is, I feel that it's okay to fall in love with the potential of someone as long as you're equally as in love with the idea of growth. Because realistically, when we first meet somebody, isn't potential one of the only things we have to go off of? Like you identify traits in a person that you like and you become excited at the potential to continue to experience those traits. You become excited because you think to yourself, like, if I like these traits, I'm sure there's other traits in them that I'm going to like. So the potential to get to know someone is better. Now, for me, that's the foundation. But when you're equally as excited about the idea of growth, what you're doing is identifying that steady trajectory upward. You both need to value the idea and the growth. So the biggest takeaway I have learned from this relationship and many others before is listening to someone's words instead of what you want to hear. What are they actually saying? And don't try and change it. Just take it in, analyze it. This is where you decide if it's just the idea of them that you have created or who they actually are. So let's get into the grief of a divorce and the shame and the guilt that comes with it because I had no idea that it takes forever to get a divorce, but it literally takes 0.2 seconds to get married. And if you're with someone in the military, then getting a divorce is a whole other hassle, especially being overseas. I literally felt like a complete failure. I remember when I first got the thought to get a divorce It was actually right after my soulmate passed away. I was devastated. I had never experienced a loss like this in my entire life, and my spouse had no idea who this person even was. We didn't know each other that long when we got married, so typical military marriage, (laughs) but I felt like this version of me who had just gotten married was like stripped away, and I was no longer that person. It was like a huge death and rebirth for me. This was supposed to be like a happy time where I celebrated getting married or at least like I thought because that's how everyone portrays it. I seriously like did not want to be married anymore. And I was like rethinking who I was, what marriage even was, what love was. And I also just want to say like you not knowing someone and getting married, typical military, yes, but marriages can last like that really didn't have anything to do with like us getting a divorce. Expectations of life are a failure, but in this case, it's not a good one. I think that if we have an expectation of how our life should be, then we're always choosing that and we aren't in the moment. We aren't open to receiving new things because we're expecting the expectations to come. I never expected to be divorced at 27, but I also never had an understanding of what marriage or real love was. And that was a lesson that I needed to learn. So I think if we are open to receiving, then the universe unwinds beautiful things. There is beauty and optimistic and positive in every situation. I had so much grief in this divorce, um, especially in separating our dogs. Blakely is mine, as you guys may or may not know. And Mateo is my ex-spouse's. He's like the little wiener dog that had the little beard such a handsome little boy. Um, I met Mateo when he was a little puppy and we actually got Blakely for Mateo since he has never been without another dog and got really depressed 
when we moved away from our roommate's dog. So Mateo is all Blakely new. Like that is her brother. And I don't care what anyone says. Raising dogs is the same as children. Although I know like we don't have to fight for custody or anything like that. So it was definitely easier. I just took Blakely and my partner just took Mateo. So I completely get like, yeah, we don't have to do custody and all that. But like, man, when the divorce started, Mateo went right back to the States with my spouse's mom and Blakely was so depressed. It was so hard to leave her alone without feeling bad. She was like physically crying. She didn't eat for a week because she was just like so depressed. And I honestly felt miserable. Like I'm the one who initiated this divorce. In my mind, I was like, how could I literally separate the dogs and like see Blakely so heartbroken? Separating Blakely and her grandma. She loves her grandma. I post all the time how Blakely FaceTimes her grandma and she understands what she's saying. Her grandma would come visit. It was just so hard to watch. Like the last time her grandma visited, there was so much crying and I just felt like really horrible. So my heart goes out to everyone that has had kids or dogs or has had to leave and it's really hard. There's also like a lot of shame and grief in posting my new partner on social media and just having like so much guilt after I moved out, like seeing how empty the house was and like how my ex-spouse thought I had left her for this new partner. And like, it's, it was just like heart wrenching. Like she'll never have this other story that like, isn't truly what happened or like my vision there's always two sides to a story. I completely get that. But that is just like where my personal like shame and grief came into play. There is also grief in leaving this incredible adventure of moving to Spain and finding our house together and all of that excitement and that journey and those memories and grieving the potential that I saw in my ex-spouse and who they could really become. Like I would have to talk myself out of my own thoughts so many times because I'd be like I miss them and like go into the spiral only to talk myself out of it and realize that like I was just in love with the idea of them and like who I was missing wasn't actually them like it's so hard that you love this person but you can't be with them and I think having hard conversations with my new partner about my ex's energy still being present sometimes and Like this just allows my new partner to understand that like there's nothing wrong with our relationship, but I am still grieving and that's okay. I think there's a ton of societal stigmas on marriages. I went back and forth for months about making this decision about whether I should get a divorce and how it would make me look in my family and how people would perceive me. I just think divorce in itself is like a societal stigma has such a negative connotation. I think another major societal stigma is that people who initiate it, they don't get asked how they feel. For instance, like I said earlier, I initiated my divorce and people would always ask me like how my spouse was and never how I was or like how they were handling it. And I would always get like the immediate, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't think that all divorces are bad. I think the first question people should be like or well how are you feeling and then go from there with this or that or like is this what you wanted and then you start the conversation but I don't think an immediate reaction should be like oh my gosh I'm so sorry some divorces are good you know there's different reasons that people get divorces some people leave divorces 
completely okay and they both decided on this why i don't believe in calling a marriage a failed marriage is because you're not going to bring on more shame by saying it's a failed marriage we were both two people who loved each other and came together and had the most amazing memories and experiences so to me a failed marriage is something society invented because it doesn't fit into the norms that they have constructed and it's such a negative connotation Our marriage was beautiful and it was also hard. It was our story, but there's nothing failed about it. We both tried. We were both in it together. And that's what I believe. There's also a societal stigma that marriage is like the most amazing, happy thing. When in reality, it's the connection you share and the accountability to keep that connection going throughout the relationship that matters. Marriage is a title, but it shouldn't change your relationship with your partner. And time continues to go on. So unless you aren't consciously making an effort to grow with your partner and set that time aside, then time will keep going and your relationship will never grow. So it has nothing to do with being married. I also do not agree with like the societal stigmas of like you can't get into a relationship right away. Every relationship is different and we were actually separated for an entire year and some months so you should never judge someone else based on like you don't know their story you have no idea if their ex was abusive you have no idea if they found someone healthy and that's how their relationship is like going like you don't know the insides of someone's relationship so i truly do not think it is in anyone's place to judge someone for moving on too fast or jumping into a relationship you just don't know just be happy for them show support in a loving way. I think once I was able to feel all the emotions that came out and process them, I was able to like let go and grow. Once I was able to break through societal standards and make my own standards, I felt so unjudged and free. So for anyone listening to this that feels like they don't have their life together, that feels so much fear about the future, that feels out of control, that feels overwhelmed, that feels like a failure, It is okay to start over and you can do it. I want you to know that whatever you are feeling, you're not alone. I promise you can reach out to me in my DMs. You can book a session. Even if you just want to talk, I don't care. Reach out to me. You are here, you're supported, and you are loved. Thank you guys so much for joining me on this vulnerable episode. Thank you so much for listening. My goal is to always create a safe space to be vulnerable in. And if you benefited from this episode in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is by simply screenshotting this episode and sharing on your social media or with your team. Or even better, drop me a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Don't forget, if you're looking for additional support, I love being a resource to you on Instagram at HealWithMegan. I can't wait to share space with you all again next week. Sending you all love and healing.